0: you'll meet our partners, you'll meet our friends, and you'll quickly discover how you can improve your life. So listen in and enjoy the show. Good morning. Welcome to the Wisdom
1: Lifestyle Money Show. Today, I am very pleased to have as a guest, Ben Julius, the owner-operator of Lionheart Developments. Ben has a very interesting story that I think, regardless of where you're at in your real estate investing quest, you're going to be able to relate to his story at various stages. I'm going to start by, Ben gave me a little bit of history. At one time, Ben was a college basketball coach before entering into real estate investing, and he brought some of the principles of being a coach in college basketball or any other sport to his practice of real estate investing. So Ben, can you give me a little bit of background on how you became a basketball coach and and what you brought from basketball to uh, what you do now?
2: Sure, I mean, it's not a typical journey for somebody in Canada, that's for sure. But my father was a athletic director and a women's basketball coach at the at Lakehead University. And I grew up in a gym and I grew up watching him. I grew up seeing the impact he had on his athletes. and. It was something very special for my brothers and i to kind of witness and i you know like any other young boy i want to be like my father and so i followed his footsteps and started my coaching journey after i went to school in fact when i stopped playing i was assistant coach with my father at, at Laurier university yeah yeah for a couple of years i i actually had to apply for the job and i i rode on a shoe just trying to get my foot in the door <laughs> i put it on his desk one night and he came in the office in the morning and uh, so began my coaching career from that point on. And, you know, our whole life was based off of accountability and discipline. And we really took that. I took that into my coaching career and I've really transferred that into my real estate investing career. Unfortunately, in Canada, they don't really pay coaches yeah. the way that they should be paid. And I was really tired of having the future, my future involved in 18 year, 18 to 22 year old uh, people's hands and, and, you know, and it wasn't like it was 20 years ago when my dad was coaching, when, you know, you can get after some kids and say what you needed to say and in today's world, it's a a little bit different. So we made the trends, there was some stuff happened and, and I just wasn't, wasn't happy with the direction of the institution I was at and moved from Alberta back to Ontario and met my wife. And then a year later, we got into real estate and a short six years after that, we have, a mass amount of projects owned and operated under man under management, roughly about 250 million. So it's an interesting time. And throughout that journey, it's, you know, I flat out tell you it hasn't been easy. It's been ups and downs and struggles with relationship and family and all those in-betweens. And you just kind of had to stay true to your core principles, which were always built on discipline and accountability through our coaching, my coaching career, which we brought forward to real estate. And You know, wake up every day, the sun is shining, or I mean, sometimes (laughs) it's shining, right? But you you attack every day with a to-do list, and and the next day is the same. And the next day after that's the same, and you got to be accountable to your tasks at hand, and you got to be disciplined to get out of bed and do them. And Yeah, okay. So
1: in regards to your trip to Ontario or your return to Ontario, basically, you've left a paying job. That's right. And you're moving... Back here, probably with was a U-Haul behind a car and you're starting over basically. Is, it, is that, and then why did you select real estate rather than get a job, you know, in the market that you currently live in?
2: Yeah. So it, it wasn't as linear as that. So what happened is I had parted ways with the administration and I sold everything I had and I didn't have a lot out there. I sold my bed, my TV, you know, all these things. And I got on a, I packed all my clothes in a hockey bag as a typical Canadian would do and got on a plane and came home and I was actually homeless. And if it wasn't for my parents taking me in and allowing me to get back on my feet, I would, I don't know what I would have done. And, you know, my mom, God bless her soul. She would do this for all any of her boys. She said, come home. We got you you can you know, we'll, we'll help you get back on your feet. So that's what I did. And I did a couple of sales jobs in between before I got into real estate. And I was never happy. I, I met my wife. And I'm really not sure why bugger about this all the time. I'm really not sure what she saw in me because I was probably at my lowest point. And l- she literally grew flowers in the darkest parts of my soul. And as a result, start my, my world started to open up again and we do we it together we were engaged at the time and, and we were kind of driving along and we heard somebody on the radio come out and say we went to an information session and in which led to a three day boot camp style course which led to a real estate group that we ended up joining but it was the only thing that kind of gave me some purpose besides coaching and it was the only thing that really gave me some passion was real estate next to, to coaching. So I was always searching for something and I found it. And I think I mainly found it because it was something I could build and very much like a team, it was always, you know, puzzle piece of players together. And we were quite successful. I took three different programs to the national rankings, the top 15 rankings in the country by my philosophy of it's not about the best players. It's about the right players. And I think I transferred that into my real estate venture when it wasn't about the best properties about the right properties for us and the right property for allow me to grow and get my hands dirty and I really enjoyed building things and I think my whole building career started with a wine rack for my wife and it went from, from a wine rack to a coffee table to a kitchen table to a like turning over a unit and then it was like oh I could do these things I learned throughout this process and very much like coaching is One of the things we did in in basketball was we relied heavily on film. We'd film a game and we'd go back and I'd see the mistakes that I made as a coach and we would, I would have no problem pointing out the mistakes that my players made to, you know, they don't like that very often, but you had to do it. And so we, we did that in real estate. And what that allowed me to do was reflect on what worked well reflect on what didn't work well and reflect on where we want. It. And those reflections were able to kind of give us a path of where we want it to go. And, you know, we quickly realized that, you know, being a landlord might not be the whole thing it's all crapped up to be for us. So we're like, okay, so we know the value in holding real estate. We know the value that, you know, real estate can, your specific property can become a bank for years and years. We learned the power of leverage. On that regard, and what had really truly happened was we wanted to get to 100 doors as quickly as we can so that we can, you know, create a property management company to manage that so I wasn't doing the day-to-day management. Mm -hmm. And as that happened, we ended up getting into development organically because we picked up properties that we were able to convert to multiple units where, you know, we were stuck on the fours and the fives where then the next stage was, okay, we can do this. We can do thirteen. And then we can do 30. And now all of a sudden we have 50 doors like that. And then it was like, oh, this opportunity came up. This is a two parcels over from the, the property. We were going to do a 13 and 19 conversion and it was vacant land. And so I talked to my architect, you can do 50 units here. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. People, we had the funding in place. We had the, you know, we had everything in place. And then it was like, why don't you get the two in between and now you can do a hundred. So we're like smart move so we did that and that's kind of how we got into development organically and so what we did is we sold off our other small low-line fruit properties during the height and we were able to kind of move forward with uh, the development side mistakes that we made really was kind of sprinkling in a short-term rental or a flip or doing these different things where you know i really encourage people in real estate to to pick one niche and become a master at it. You know, if you want to flip houses, go flip, have a goal of flip five to 10 in a year and then build that, right? You want to do duplexes, be the master of duplexes. You want to do triplexes, be the master of triplexes. It took me a while to figure out what I really wanted, what I was good at, what I really wanted to do. And and it was development. So now we've created a development company where we have three major developments undergo. We have about three other ones in the pipeline. And it's been really difficult but advantageous at the same time yeah
1: so this has all been in seven years from what i gather i, I believe uh, 2017 yeah. but let's go back to uh, where it started that that radio broadcast that sure. you heard No. Let, let's if pretend i am just beginning the value of a coach the value of you know for the person that's sitting on the fence do you recommend that they you know totally have a coach assist them in terms of helping them define whether they want to be the master of triplexes as a starter, or they want to do a laneway suites, you know, convert single family homes into, you know, three, three plexes, basically. So that, uh, that initial coach that you aligned yourself with, yeah. where'd you start? You start with a uh, conversion of a single family to a duplex or, or how did that start? And where did the money come? since, you know, you're just beginning, right. Where'd the money come to do
2: that? So where it all started was we, my wife and I, I always knew the value of real estate being in involved in institutions. You can see how much these kids are paying for rent. You can see, Mm -hmm. you you see the value of whole, like I, right. I always knew I wanted to get into real estate, just never knew how I could, because we didn't come from a family that was did that I know my mom ran a hospital which was fantastic my father was an athletic director and a teacher they're the proverbial you know pension get a pension job do these things which was fantastic and I don't begrudge anybody for that but I always wanted something more so getting into real estate my wife and I we bought our first home and we got lucky we bought it in 2016 and it was really her because I couldn't bring very much to the table except for the brawn and you know a little bit of a little bit of capital cost, not a lot but she it was really her so we did that and we converted our top we had a a two and a half story place in Hamilton we converted the top to an Airbnb that we rented out to a couple students that were working in the hospitals and you know doing programs at Mohawk or or Mac like mature students who was good but my first true purchase was a turnkey duplex and I do the proverbial you know, turnkey in parentheses, because nothing's ever turnkey. When you buy something, turnkey, you're always going to have to go in and you're gonna do stuff. We ended up redoing the whole top unit of that, but that and coincidentally. So after we joined this group, we knew we realized that we had equity because the appreciation of our house happened so quickly, but we couldn't access that, right? We joined this group and through this group, we met several people that were able to lend on our home. And give us, you know, use their RSP and their lira money at this, at that time, just to create basically a a second mortgage uh, on our house without a mortgage broker. You can't do that anymore. But at that time you could. So they did that. She, and she gave us 86 or $85,000, which we purchased two two properties, one property and renovated another property. And then we combined those and took out equity on both those and did it again and again and again. But that was done on a napkin at an event the night before the event started. But it was the power of the group that allowed us to kind of create that connection and and use other people's money at that point. And what I mean by that is you join these groups and there's a little bit of, at the time the, the, the bill was to join a group was hefty. So there was a, a little bit of comfort in people saying that this person is for real. They did this, they did these things to join this group. So they're, you know, they may not screw up that bad. They have, and they have the education behind them. They have the coaching behind them to guide them through these processes. You know, you can go, and I tell this to people all the time is you can learn from as many people as you want. You can have a, uh, you know, a group think and do these things, but unless you do it, you're not going to get good at it. Right. That's why we talk about in athletics, we talk about, you know, practices like repetition. We never threw a new play out there in the middle of a game because if I did that, I knew it wasn't going to work. We repped it, we practiced it, we did these different things. And it's no different in real estate. You have to work on these deals. You have to work on, you know, I think before our first deal with our coach, we went through probably 10 to 15 deals and numbers working and do these different things. And that's where the value really came was learning to realize that you're you are you may be the dumbest person in the room and that's okay because at some point you're going to be the smartest person in the room and when you get to the smartest person you go join another group that you become the dumbest person and that's kind of how our mentality my mentality has always been and, and it's always been like that with coaching i would get with you know, what I like to call gray hair coaches who've been around, been around the block. And I just sit there and I just listen to them and I took mental notes. And then when I was gone, I'd go write stuff down. Uh, And with real estate, it was the same thing.
1: Now, you you mentioned coaching often, and and I think that I have heard that you may be like, how can you do this? First of all, with everything that you have going on, but it it seems to me that you want to transfer some of that knowledge and that you have uh, started a Coaching or consulting to assist people in getting into real estate, is, is that a passion? Is that something that you want to, that you are doing or
2: you've, yeah. you've set something up? So we're in the process of, of setting up a couple of things and people always ask, like you said, like, how do you have time for this? And I, and I can tell you that you make time. So one of the things that's missing him, I got so much intrinsic value and so much intrinsic motivation from coaching when I was, uh, you know, coaching basketball And watching these kids grow from when they came in my doors to when they left it was such a a unbelievable feeling that has been missing in my business it has been missing in my life in fact one of my my employees is is one of my former players right because i'm helping him grow through this process but there's so much value there and selfishly it gives me more more motivation to keep moving in my business you know we've kind of compiled a, a some coursework And it's really based off accountability and discipline because, hey, anybody can be motivated. You can hear a motivational talk on TikTok, on Instagram, on whatever it is. And you can go to a conference and like you go to a conference and you got energy. You're buzzing for three or four days afterwards. What happens on day 10 when, you know, you haven't seen the sunshine in 30 days in Ontario and you don't want to get out of bed? That's discipline right? The discipline is what gets you going. And and that's what we want to give people. And sometimes like I had unbelievable players, two candidates for players a year, one played in one went on to play in the Olympics. And he was the guy that was sometimes needed a kick in the butt, right? Get him going. And once you got him going, he was nonstop, right? And there were some other players that didn't need to get going, right? They had their own discipline and motivation. But Sometimes when you're being held accountable by somebody, mm-hmm. you get that much further and that much more success. And that's kind of what we're trying to create here at Lionheart Development, a subsidiary group of Lionheart, right? the way of the lion. Like you're like, you have, our name is Lionheart for a reason, because we're strong, we're courageous, we're independent, but we also need that group to kind of get us going.
1: You know, I, I do a lot of coaching in, in terms of trying to assist people that are new to commercial real estate. And I hear in the background, um, you know, I'll do a a Zoom or even just a a phone call. And, you know, the mother's got the baby crying in her arms. Like these people, you know, they're just getting started. They know that they want to leave a legacy for that child that she's got in their arms and somehow they find the time between their nine to five jobs to do this. And, you know, without the coach. It's just, it's in their blood, kind of like it was in your blood. And so I do recommend to those people who may be listening in, you know, it's, you don't necessarily have to go this alone. You know, the less, you know, from every mistake you make, it's, you learn from it, but by aligning yourself with uh, somebody who's done it, a mentor. That's right. When I've had mentors in my life that, you know, have helped, helped me along. Okay. So let's move on a little bit from You know, the motivation and, you know, where you're at or, you know, the different stages over the seven years, how the heck do you go from a single door to a hundred doors in five years?
2: So again, we talk about discipline, right? And I think if you don't have it, you start to stray. And, you know, we, I learned really quickly that my wife is probably the main reason why we have this and why our company is where it is right now. We do weekly meetings and she kind of keeps me on track because I'm a dreamer. Like I, I think big, I got, I think down the road. Now, when I was coaching, we always had our goal was championship every year. So that was already built in for us. So now we have to build our own goals, but how do you get to those goals? And it's, you know, you have to one day at a time. It's like you, you can go minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, so on and so forth, you know, take your task at hand break it down, break down your day, break down your week, and you just, you attack it, you execute it. So like we do right now, we do three three specific things and it's like, like, figure out where you want to go, figure out how you're going to get there and then you execute it. So there's three stages, right? So what we do is, you know, we do that. So we know where we want to go, my wife helps me plan on how we're going to get there because every day is different. And we have two big dogs and we have a one and a half year old and a three and a half year old. So our time is like, like nine o'clock at night hits and we're like, yeah, we get to t- talk and hang out. It's no like, nope, we're going to bed. You know, and it's really, you have to be disciplined to stay to your, stay your course and um. Figure out what needs to be checked off of your list on that day. So I look back on our journey, and I don't even know. It just happened because we attacked every day the same way. What needs to get done today to get us to tomorrow? And that's the reality of it. Step by step, day by day. Mm-hmm. Did we get better, now- better today so that we can attack tomorrow the same way? Yeah. Now, uh, being a
1: commercial mortgage uh, expert, I often come across uh, most of my lenders want to see a level of experience right before you can move to the next level. It's kind of like you know your resume. Right. So how do you move from a duplex to man? The, you know what's your management experience in a sixplex, or do you hire a management company to do it, and then even. You know, I have a lot of people call me that want to build. They want to build a sixplex. Well, lenders are saying, what experience do you have in building a sixplex? Uh, yes, I see you have three duplexes. You got a couple of triplexes. Now you want to go to a sixplex. You know, what experience as a builder do you have or totally. you know, property manager that besides these smaller properties? So experience is critical from a lender's perspective.
2: Absolutely. I mean, listen, you you, you it's that age old saying that you're not qualified for this position because you don't have enough experience. Give me the position so I can get experience. So down the right. line. That's right. So it's a catch 22. So what we did and, you know, we manage managed, obviously I personally manage smaller properties, right? Smaller builds, smaller conversions. There's no way in hell that I would try to manage a hundred unit plus building. So I don't pour the concrete. I went out and I found class A construction management, right? So we partnered with a company called Wilkinson Construction and they've done over a hundred mid-rise buildings in the past 40 years. So now I can take that to my lenders and say, here, I'm not, listen, this isn't my idea. This is, and it's really, truly not your idea either. It's really your architect's idea who you, who, who you hire as an architect who puts together the whole design and the plan. You can see what you want there but they bring your kind of vision to life. And then you have your urban planners. So, we went and hired class A people like KNYMH, they're a award-winning firm out of Burlington. Our planners are AJ Clark. They do the majority of things in Hamiltons. You know, we've done these things. We've hired these people, we've partnered with the right people to do that, and I would encourage anybody who says, "I want to build a try I want to build a flat-out triplex or a purpose-built fiveplex or a sixplex." Hire a team, a contracting team, a construction management team who have completed multiple projects now, and you may not have the best lending at that point. Cause it's still, you're still considered your first one. Now I want you to yep. have two to three of them. Now you're picking your lenders. And I think that's for us, we're working with a couple of lenders right now who see the growth potential in our company and they're trying to get on board at to the ground level because I've told them that I don't change my team very often. My, t- I build my championship level team. Like I'm building my athlete, my basketball team. And we were very successful in those ways because they fit the puzzle pieces all fit together. So when I find a lender that works with us, a construction management team that works with us, architect that works with us, a planning team that works with us, I don't deviate from that very often. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: sounds like the team, the Detroit lions built. That's right. You know what?
2: I've been, (laughs) I've been a lions fan since Barry Sanders. It's probably a little bit less time than you, but having this coach come on board, it's really, it's really cool to see because my brother coaches professional sport. I worked in professional sport and people say, Oh, you can't mo You can't coach professional sport. These guys, they have egos and stuff like that. That's not true. Just look at the Detroit Lions, right? Yeah. They work their butts off and they embody the city of Detroit and they and the Bills are kind of the same way. They embody this whole area, this whole climate, this whole, this whole market, you know? So we relate so many things back to athletics and back to coaching that revolve around it and it's you build your team with a championship goal in mind and if you don't do that, yeah. you're going to fail. You know, I've had numerous... Potential clients—they—they
1: don't actually become clients. They've inherited some property, you know, on the fringe of a metropolitan area. That is uh, zone some in some instances, zone some not. But you can see the potential. Let's say it's sitting right there at at an intersection that's one day going to be a major intersection, and they're sitting on this property. And I'm telling them, you know, oh, I want to put a, a, you know. A mixed-use commercial, you know, with uh, a couple of restaurants and uh, dry cleaner, and six stories of uh, luxury condos. How do I go about it, Mike? I said, you got to build a team. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, your your parents sat on that property as your legacy. Um, you got to spend some money, and it's not cheap. But uh, you know, to understand for a newbie, I come from municipal government, having worked for the local development commission. You know, and I help many companies grow and I help developers, you know, create industrial, build the suits and and et cetera, et cetera. And they have experience. And then I find now in the mortgage business, I've got the new, the person new to this. And there seems to be a reluctance to spend the money to build the team. And I'm just. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of the pretty cool projects you've got going on. Now, look, before we go there, is there a reason that it, it seems to me that these projects are concentrated in an area that where you live and you're likely going to expand out of that area as you grow where the market dictates you
2: to go? Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I think I'm fortunate from for living in an area that is one of the hottest, one of the best markets in Canada in terms of growth, and that's Hamilton. You know, we're right, we're very close to the GTA. We have a major population growth happening here, major job growth happening here, great industries coming in here. You know, if you've watched a Netflix series or a Prime Amazon series on, on TV in the last two years, most likely it was one, at least one of the episodes was, one of the shows was filmed in Hamilton. You know, hmm. this Jack Reacher, the major show on Prime, Whole season, yeah. Whole season two was filmed in Hamilton, and I did not know yeah, that. In bits and pieces in, in Toronto, but Hamilton and surrounding area. So we have a ton of industry. People used to refer to Hamilton as the Steel City. It's now the Health Science City. We have multiple health sciences that, that employ a mass amount of, of, of people and population. And so I'm fortunate to live in a great area. I also like being able to go see my properties, touch them you know, be, you know, be around in, in the area, but I know the market. And I think when you're starting out, I think it's in development or in commercial, whatever, in the you know, that might be, you need to know your constituents, which is your, obviously the people in the area, but you need to know your market and you need to know areas like pockets of the city. And, and I think it's important. So we, two of our projects, one is on the GO train that goes right downtown Toronto in a fantastic area. Like literally you can hit a, use your putter if you're a golfer and putt into the, you know, onto the tracks. The other one is right on the LRT, you know, a block out of down the downtown core, the new LRT that's coming in Hamilton. So we have strategically picked our properties in unbelievable locations, but we were able to do that because I know the area. So I think that's important. And, you know, I'll, as you talked about earlier about building your team, I can tell you that I'll take you through a bit of the process. It's first thing you do is you have to have a planner, right? That you know what you can actually do there with the zoning, right? Whether you have to rezone or or do different things, re-entitle it. Like you have to have a planner that you can, and it's going to cost you about 2,500 bucks to get that first assessment done, right? It's going to take two to three weeks to get it done. Then you have to have an architect that can say, that can bring, all right, I want six stories here right? Okay. So I go to my architect, give me a high level of what this is going to look like. Now you have a concept of your idea. Then you have to go get a survey. That's your first thing that you need to do. And that's going to take six to eight weeks, sometimes 10 right now to get back. So all in all, you're spending about 10 to 15 grand in just due diligence right off the hop before you actually have a whole concept going on. So when people say, like you said, oh, I want to do this and this, that's great, but you got to have some money to do. And I got off a call right before you and I jumped on here and it was an individual left an opportunity to develop because the other two partners didn't want to spend the money in the due diligence period. And it's, yeah. Okay. That's a red flag. I'm out. Right. Like you gotta come, yeah. you gotta. And I tell people this, if you don't have $300,000 to get the property under contract and do your due diligence in a timely manner, then, then don't, don't look at development right? You have to have that. That's kind of the process. Yeah. So I love Hamilton. I think it's a great area. I think the city of Hamilton is trying to bring an NHL team here from what I hear. I'm I'm hoping that happens. So they're doing a $1 billion renovation of our arena. There's mass amounts of waterfront redevelopment happening here. And listen, people can't afford to live in Toronto. And we are the next best city. We have a great food scene here. You know, My belly will tell you that there's a really good food scene.
1: Yeah, sounds like you're great. You should be ambassador for, because I'm similar from, for the city of Windsor. You know, I just love the city of Windsor and its attributes. Um, you know, the message, message has to get out, you know, Toronto is the center of the universe, but in terms of real estate right now, it's not a place you really want to be looking too hard at. No. I'm trying to get condos refinanced, you know, for investors in Toronto. No. Yeah. Good luck. So yeah, I I encourage, encourage my clients to stay local initially until you get to a certain stage. Now, if you have the team behind you, you know, an an opportunity popped up in Winnipeg, for example, you know, you can rely on that team, you know. It's funny you say that
2: because I've had an opportunity in, in Calgary that popped up. And I have, I lived in Calgary for a bit, so I have some connections out there. It's still to do a major project somewhere that. You got to think about flight time zone time, because yes, a lot can be done over Zoom, but you're still going to have to go out there to meetings. And I'm a big face-to-face guy. So I want to meet everybody I'm bringing on my team. I want to make sure I meet them and we have lunch and I can talk to them. And we, we go this way because I think it's so important that and your team has to have symmetries together. So for example, my architect, when we talk about projects, it's like, who do you work best with in this situation? These three companies, I got good relations with them. All right, let's go. Let's do that. But so if you're going to expand into another market, you got to make sure that your team can handle that and do that. Or you have a separate team built out there as well. Okay. This is, this has been great, you know, right from
1: the beginning of a move with a hockey bag to over 200 million in property. It's just a, a wonderful story. And so I encourage, you know, as you launch your coaching business, that some of these listeners reach out to you because you're a wealth of knowledge and I can just feel the passion or right through, you know, just that lion behind Thanks
2: Mike. I appreciate that.
1: I'm a wolf. I get, I'm the lone wolf kind of thing, but I shouldn't be, I should be building a team. It's
2: funny Um, because I, I, two animals I've always had an affinity with growing up was the wolf and the lion. Right, I mean, wolf. Well, yep. Me too. When I was coaching, it was always about the wolf pack. Right, Like we're a group, we're a pack. We, we know, are we're only strong as our weakest. All that fun stuff, and I couldn't really grasp a development company that that had the wolf involved in it and whatnot. But and then the lion was always like personal for me. It was like, okay, we're gonna be. The head of the, the head of the, the the team. We're gonna be the lion. We're gonna we're gonna go out there. We're gonna do that thing. So it was you know a great opportunity to build my brand as Lionheart, and plus I don't mind the 1991 Van Damme movie Street Fighter Lionheart. So that was a a, very, a staple yeah. of, of my brothers and I movies. So we kind of fitted with that as well. So that was pretty cool.
1: I wish you luck as you continue on your journey, especially with the, uh, the projects that you have at various stages in Hamilton at strategic locations. Thank you. And uh, I hope that uh, you know some of our listeners uh, reach out. So if you want to share your contact
2: information, yeah, absolutely. Uh, feel free. The best way to get a hold of me is probably on on Instagram, and that's at Coach Ben Julius. Just follow me on Instagram and send me a direct message, and we can start chatting from there. That's just the easiest way, I think, for people. Or on Facebook. Uh, Ben Julius on Facebook and LinkedIn, also Ben Julius. Those are three great ways to get in contact with me. They all go to my phone, just like text messages. So um, our website is www.lionheartdevelopment.co. All my information is on there as well. Okay, great.
1: Thank you, Ben. I very appreciate your time. And I know that our listeners do as well. All the best. And if at any point in time, you need a commercial, I know the lenders are lining up behind you because of your success. But if I can be of assistance, please reach
2: me. Definitely. Thanks for
1: having me, Mike. You're welcome. Bye for now.
0: If you're serious about real estate investing, and you want to take it to the next level with the least amount of time and mistakes, then you're going to want to sign up for our Real Estate Investor Hub visit CanadianRealEstateNetwork.com and hit the blue button or banner that says Free Investor Resources. Inside, you'll have access to real estate investing courses, networking opportunities, webinars featuring industry professionals, as well as dedicated chat channels to share and get access to unique properties. I look forward to seeing you there.